Hose. Hose head. Production! Jeffrey Dahmer, soaked in blood. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gates. Aliens modified, men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hauntings. Dark arts in the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably clones. So if you're feeling all alone, crack a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast, Strange Brew. We're here to entertain you. We're here to entertain you. It's about to get strange. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Welcome, everybody, to the show. What is going on, everybody out there? I am Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson, a.k.a. The Reptilian. You should know me by now if you're a fan of this show. And who do I have joining me technically on this kind of more or less swap casty kind of thing? Because we're able to go to both of our, our, uh, our podcasts with this shit. Yeah, I feel like this transitions quite well. Yes, who uh, the horror realm, I guess, in a way. Oh, it definitely um, does. Yeah, I'm just Aaron, aka Horror Boy. I think I'm oh. gonna stick with that. Now, a few people have messaged me and said, "Need to stick with the Horror Boy thing." Well. <laughs> That's so funny. It's uh no place like home. There's no, no place, place like, home. like home. There's no place like home. I was. Did you rewatch this recently at all? Before we got it, before we get into no, this? No, I, I like some of the key scenes, but I didn't. I didn't rewatch the whole movie. It's freaky though. I don't like. I don't know. I feel like I'm. Uh, you hear them stories of like people being strapped to a fucking chair and they have to like watch it like yeah. Clockwork Orange with yes. the fucking <laughs> yeah. This movie feels like that to me. It's like some weird like Twilight Zone thing. I agree because I can't tell you how many times I've watched this when I was a kid. Like how often my grandma would play it for me and shit and such a weird movie. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is weird. And there's a lot of things like I, I was just realizing about uh, about this, about the clicking of the heels and the red shoe. Do you know there's like a big conspiracy to do with the red shoe, right? Nope. There is. And it has to do with uh, pedophilia and shit. There's this whole background underground thing where you see certain people in certain groups wearing these red shoes. And it's like, uh, you know, like John, I think his name's John Podesta, Podesta, the guy that does that fucking creepy ass um, pedo art. Uh, actually, there's stuff to do with the red shoe with him and it's it's pretty wild, actually, how uh, how deep some of these rabbit holes go. Where'd you get that? Uh, Spencer's Spirit of Halloween, one of those places. Oh, you know what? I I keep telling Chelsea I'm going to Spencer's, and she's like, "You don't need to waste Uh-oh. more of our money." And I'm like, "But they have a bunch of scream stuff. They have shirts. They have the lava lamp." And she's like, "You don't need another lava lamp." And I was like, "Oh, I do. Oh, I you do. do for that shelf." Now that you said oh, that no. thing about having one on each end, I'm like, "Yeah, you gotta do it." Also, actually, cheers on, uh, to this one. What the fuck is that? It's Jed. Not a very good gym. You are They're, disgusting. Yeah, you mentioned red shoes and yeah. um, red shoe diaries. My favorite. D- a lot of people don't know that the shoes actually weren't red. 
in the story of the Wizard of Oz, they were silver. Hmm. Really? And they were changed for the movie. Now, years later, when they done like DVD commentaries and or whatever, I don't know the equivalent that was. Yeah. Um, when they were asked about it, they said the decision was made because they wanted to um make use of like the the technicolor aspect. Yeah. But I mean, maybe not. Maybe they were all fucking pedos, as you call them. I call them pedos. <laughs> Who knows? But I've seen stuff on the deep conspiracy, and obviously, we kind of know what is at the end of the Yellow Brick Road when it comes to Hollywood. Holly weird, they say. We know there's stuff going on, and Weinstein it keeps happening more asshole. often. What? Weinstein's spread asshole. Yeah. It's like Michael Jackson. Look at my butthole. It's always the thing I'll take from watching that and leaving Neverland, Doc. I'm like, these kids seem, this is a bit of a stretch, first of all. You're like the only two kids, and you have full-on details of exactly what happened. And usually people are traumatized. They don't really tell you excruciating details that he stared into my butthole and gazed into the brown eye. Um, but that's, and it, it, that always will take that. That's what they said in the doc. And I was like, whoa. But at the same time, <laughs> I don't know what Michael's capable of. I think Michael sounds like a pretty cool guy. <laughs> you and your cool guy shit. So give me like when when did you get you? Obviously, this movie is so prevalent in our social subconscious, and you know, like it's 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 one it's the first one of the first movies to kind of use color in the way that they did because a lot of movies were black and white. Or they use that, what's that uh, brown hue they use for this movie? It's like sepate or whatever. Yeah, that, I know what you're talking about. Whatever I, know it's what, called. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I know what you're talking about. But I feel like this is so ingrained into our, into especially movies. Uh, I, I feel like if you haven't seen it, you must live under a rock in uh, Iraq. <laughs> wow, that was terrible. <laughs> That's that so, so bad. Um <clears throat> Yeah, for me, like, I can't pinpoint exactly when, but obviously as a, a young kid, I remember seeing it, but I don't think at any point I ever fucking, like, look at that shit on screen. Mm -hmm. At no point did I ever associate any of this with, like, happiness or, like, a fun movie. And I wasn't necessarily, there were certain scenes as a kid I was probably scared of, but I was always just kind of, like, unsettled by the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know, it just... <sighs> There's something about the movie, and obviously, I felt this before I heard of any of these conspiracies. No, me too. Or anything that, so, like, before people come and go, yeah, but that's just one of those things, man. It's like the urban legend behind it has made you think that. No, no I I've this always I thought this was creepy. I can I, even watching it last night. I was just watching the beginning of it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of musicals. There's only one true musical, and that's Rocky or Picture Show, uh, yes. <laughs> which are eventually going to cover in the planets to all dress up. Um, so Anton's got to be Frankenfurter. That's got to be the fucking thing. I will be. Uh, I don't give a shit, but I want to be uh, Meatloaf's character, Eddie. God damn it! I always forget his name. It's like I want Meatloaf. Be, um, fucking. What's his name? Riff, you have to be yes. Riff Raff. It's so funny. Yeah, Riff Raff. Oh, man. So uh, you bad. could pull off a Riff Raff. But, like, this, uh, there's so many scenes I was thinking about while I was kind of watching this that I was like, okay, it, it always creeped me out when I was a kid. The beginning um, of her kind of even talking to 
the the gypsy guy, like the fortune teller, because he's technically a gypsy. He lives out of his fucking little t- caravan thing. And then, like, you know, ev- you know, like that even scene, and he's like, oh, it's getting windy out here. And he's like, we got to get out of here. And it's like, even that scene kind of made me feel uneasy. Like, I can tell you so many scenes where I was like uneasy as a kid, didn't necessarily like it, thought it was weird. It pulled on weird emotions subconsciously in my mind. The whole movie feels like that. So it's like some weird kind of like fever dream. Um, do you think? I'm sure that I will do this for a Patreon or later down the road. I'm sure if I really dug deep into the symbolism, the uh, the occult symbols, all that type of stuff within Wizard of Oz and some of the history and the darker conspiracies that could exist. Not saying that they do, but that people have theorized. I'm sure it goes fucking dark. I'd imagine so. I mean. I don't know what it is about this movie. I, I can't really... I've been trying to think about it for the last day or two. Like, I'm trying to pinpoint exactly what it is. It's everything about it. How it's shot. The dialogue. The characters. The yeah. fucking costumes. The set pieces. The Like you said, that weird sepia tone. Fucking yeah. Shit. yeah. The whole thing is just like... I don't know. This? <laughs> what is that? like? I watched it last night of that part of like, we are the lollipop guild, the lollipop guild. And some of the one dude's face, man, like the guy with the spike, the two spiked horns hairdo, I was like, and the one looks like a legit kid. If that's a fucking little but person. Like, like <laughs> look at how, like, how is that not scary or unsettling? It looks scary and unsettling. And we'll talk about how scary and unsettling it was for this young lady. <laughs> so. Uh, are we getting into that now? No, or? no. We'll, we'll okay. get into the episode. I just want to get first impressions, obviously. And people, we want to hear your thoughts too. If you guys, if you guys have memories of watching this, but I don't like every scene kind of creeped me out. There was, there was something about the entire movie when they start going down a yellow brick road. And then even the trees, man. The throwing fucking apples at them and shit. Those trees creep me out. I can like, it's not usually like in, even in horror movies. There's parts of the movie where I'm like, okay, this creeped me out the most or this was kind of creepy. But the, this whole film when I was a kid, I remember feeling uneasy and and obviously the everyone's, the witch is extremely scary. Like, like she did a good job for being creepy, but... To me, it's not really a family film. I don't know if I would quotation show my kid this. Um, no, it's kind of weird to think that, that that was like the intention considering like what it's like. And actually, I can't remember uh, the actress's name. Margaret Hamilton, is it? Yeah, yeah. The Witch. Yeah. Like she spent years after that going on all these like kids fucking tv shows and yeah like different things trying to like sesame street yeah show how it was all just like makeup and she's not actually like an evil horrible witch yeah and as crazy as my brother's in the chat because we go uh live to twitch everybody mostly for our just like raw cut kind of uh content and my brother i remember my brother being specifically scared of the witch like did not like the witch freaked out about it and like like would hide every time she came out or on scene when he was a kid which shows that like they had scary elements of this movie like them missing a heart or a fucking or courage like these things that they have to gain back because they're not fully human is kind of a weird take on a film um even like this scene i can tell you right now creep me out the 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 
the witch getting crushed by the house and then her feet curling in underneath the house always made me uncomfortable. That's like some shit out of fucking like Pennywise would do. Yeah. And even the beginning, like, there's a part of me that always reminds reminds me of Freddy Krueger. Like, I'm going to get your little dog, too. And he, like, fucking flies by. But during, like, when the, the hurricane's happening, the tornado, like, and she's seeing all these images and this, the old lady knitting creep me out. There's a bunch of, like, I can tell you this whole film is creepy. If you don't think so, then maybe you're the creepy guy, creepy girl, creepy thing. Maybe you should look in the mirror and ask yourself, why are you so creepy, huh? Do you know that this movie has, like, multiple sequels? Oh, you, the other creepy seat, that fucking one with the chick from the craft in it, that shit's weird. Journey Back to Oz, yeah. 1972. The Wiz from 1978. Yeah, the black version, yes. I remember The Wiz. Um, Oz, <laughs> The Great and Powerful from 2013. That one I actually did like. I like the James Franco ones. Um, now he's canceled for some strange reason because of, look, Hollywood. Hollywood breeds bad people. <laughs> but uh, especially men, I guess. But I'm sure there's... Uh, Ellen DeGeneres is, is is also a horrible person. And guess what? She's a female. So it's not all not all men are bad, okay? Weren't you saying, though, before we went live, that she was pretty cool? And oh, you no. The way, and you like the way the background of her show it looks, looks like, like Jeffrey Epstein's, Epstein's Island? Island? Yeah. Weren't you saying that, though? No, I no, think it was I you fucking said that to hate me. Ellen. Um, you said you, you have her on... Um, DVR or whatever you call it. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, she's off the air now. Um, <laughs> we should do a we should do a commentary on uh, what is it? Return to Oz. That shit is like the creepy fucking yeah yeah. Return to Oz. That one's even scarier with like the. You know, I don't know if I've ever seen that. You've never seen it? the uh, the Return to Oz, and it's got like the creepy jack o' lantern guy. Um, I rewatched it recently. The um, 1985 movie? Oh, yeah, with that shit. That yeah, it's chick it, it's the chick the from The name. Craft. It sounds like one of those names that's, like, from Mean Girls. And it's just like, Farouz a balk over there and just keeps fucking eating all the puddings. So, you know, a second, I might have seen this. It's weird. And, and if you're down, we'll, like, shout that out. Is we'll probably this, do a commentary it, on that. Is this the one where there's those fucking scary dudes on wheels? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, right, I, I swear to God, right, I wish we could pull that up on screen right now. That shit, I seen that on TikTok or something a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, <laughs> I, straight away I got the chills, and I was like, I I remember seeing this as a kid and being terrified, and I couldn't remember what it was from. It just showed oh, that scene I'll where they're being all up. freaky, they're like rolling out from behind the fucking thing. Yeah, I'll bring this up for the video so people can actually see it. I swear to God, right, anybody that's listening to the audio... You can continue to listen to it, but at some stage you need to go and look at the video for this if Tom is able to pull it up. Yeah, this yeah. shit is some of the weirdest fucking... I don't even, like... It doesn't even make any sense. I don't even know why it was even in the movie. It's fucking weird, dude. And and there's really weird things about this film. And I, I heard people talking about it. And then so I revisited like a year or two ago. Yeah, there they are. Um, if you can... I don't know if you can get it. There's a, a clip, it's only like 20 seconds long or something, of them when they, I don't know if they're in like a, some sort of alleyway or whatever. Yeah. And they're like appearing from behind shit and all, and it's so fucking freaky. Yeah, it's weird. The, it, it, it's weird that this, like, 
I, I fucking there there are some things about uh those movies right like and that one is even freaker and weird and there's even there's an Alice in Wonderland movie that's fucking really weird and and seems to be uh kind of pedophilic in in a way and shit like that. It's a weird one. There's these weird movies that exist that they try to push into a low budget and it was supposed to be targeted towards kids, but it was literally a horror movie. Like that shit, Return to Oz is, in my opinion, as a fucking horror movie. It has the scariest looking fucking characters. It's not CGI. It's all fucking... But let's bring it in. Um, Wizard of Oz obviously made is a staple in cinema and has changed the world. And obviously, most people, uh, those wheelie guys are actually from the book, according to some of the chat. So I don't understand why. In, all right, to be honest, eight, 70s, 80s, 90s kids movies were fucking frightening and creepy. It wasn't like this play on shit. Like, it was legit, like, was was scary. You know, like that shit is fucking freaky, and no one should be showing their kids that shit. I remember even it's funny like, <laughs> like that fucking shit. Things like um, like show my kids stuff that I would have watched like in the nineties when I was a kid. Yeah, and like being being able to like visibly tell that he was like either freaking out yeah. or had no idea what the fuck I had put on. Yeah, nobody should. Like, uh, I'm si- yeah, I'm like sitting Pinocchio. There going, no one should show the kid Pinocchio. It's just weird though. I was like sitting there going like. I remember watching this as a kid, and like it's just kind of like yeah. Obviously, a lot of the stuff scared the shit out of me. But even something like um, Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values it didn't scare me, but like probably not for kids really. Like I yeah. showed that to my kid, and I was like, I feel like that's better than than the Return of Oz. Have you ever seen a uh, fairy tale theater? Okay, that's got to happen eventually. We're going to do that. It's it's so fairy tale theater was a thing when uh Alec Baldwin, uh Robin Williams, all these famous people, right? Before they were getting really their start, they would do this thing called fairy tale theater and they took old stories like uh Prince and the Pea, Princess and the Pea and, you know, like a bunch there's a bunch of them, Snow White and stuff like that, and they would do it on stage and they filmed it like a play and it's fucking freaky. Like it is creepy and weird. I'll have to show you. I have it, like I have my brother's collection, um, and I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to show you this shit because it's, it's fucking creepy. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, like, it's all on YouTube, I think, and stuff like that too. So, today has the special effects to launch Brad Pitt in the space. The sophisticated safety standards to minimize minimize harm on set. You could say, and finally the motivation to push for a more equal audience. I guess, are equal characters in front of an audience uh, and behind the camera. But in 1939, it's wild because that was literally as the the war was ramping up. When Wizard of Oz was finally being filled at MGM, the industry was much more a much more primitive place, is how this article put it. According to, um, not pronouncing this, Al Jean Harmitz, fascinating 1977 book, The Making of Wizard of Oz, Frank Morgan, the actor playing the title character, came to set with uh, a mini bar in his briefcase. That sounds like a lot of fun. I would probably do the same thing. Of the film's 10 main cast, 16-year-old star Judy Garland got the second lowest salary, making more than her making only more than her can, uh, canine companion. 
Terry, who played Toto. She made just more than, and for being such an iconic character, and we'll get Judy Garland, uh, I would like to do for a Famous Dead series because she, because of stuff like this in Hollywood, she became a drug addict and it's not good. Her career went drastically downhill. She should have been paid much more and uh, yeah, freaky shit. But the guy, the one guy came with a fucking mini bar in a suitcase, so. If I was an actor, I'd be doing that shit. It's like cocaine, fucking booze, joints. Yeah, like, I, she's a weird one for me. Like, obviously, I... Um, you masturbated I to her? <laughs> no, I, I feel for, like, you know, her, her situation and how her life went. But at the same time, I don't know if I believe 100% everything she has said either. Really? Yeah. She was 16 when they filmed this. What do we know about Hollywood? A oh, I'm not saying women. that. But, like, I feel like, I don't know, some of the remarks she made, like, down the line. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. You know, but I, I thought we're supposed to believe every woman. Despite the lighthearted material, some of the stories from the set of Wizard of Oz are quite dark. For such a beloved, you know, whimsical film, the production of The Wizard of Oz was a never-ending carnival of misery for those who worked behind the scenes. Made in 1939, it is still widely appreciated by both children, shouldn't be, and adults in modern times. Still, there's a lot of people that don't know about the making of The Wizard of Oz. While some of the production details are relatively harmless, at times even charming, you have to remember this movie was produced during dark, the dark days of the old Hollywood studio system. I still think we're in dark days. I still think that we're still there. Because they use Hollywood movies to indoctrinate and brainwash and and tap into your subconscious so you believe and see certain things the way they want you to see certain things. Speaking of that, actually, I don't know if... um, I suppose it kind of ties into uh, the whole Hollywood thing. That fucking TV show, Drake and Josh, didn't the guy, Drake... Drake Bell, didn't yeah. he go crazy? Oh, yeah. And, it, and Josh Peck was just like on a, um, one of my favorite shows. Like, I listen to podcasts that often. And what I do, I stick with Bad Friends. And he was on Bad Friends. It was okay. Like I, I like Andrew and Bobby. That's the whole reason why I watch the fucking show is to see them together. But Josh Peck was on there. And he's like clean and sober and looks healthy. But obviously with drugs, it aged him like 10 years. Because that's what happens. Even if people are clean, it just like the drugs they take age, age them for fucking 5, 10 years. And then it's like, oh, you're 33? Whoa, you look yeah, like you're 45. Fucking, what's his name? Drake Bell. He, he went missing. Mm-hmm. He was uh, a missing person like last week. Yeah, which is wild. And then you have like Amanda Bynes walking around like L.A. naked. That shit's fucking wild. As much as I would love to see it, but. (laughs) He's actually someone I'd I'd like to fucking dive into. But like he he went missing last week and it was this like huge manhunt somewhere in Florida, I think, looking for him. And then he was found safe. And then he found out apparently online his wife gave an interview or something to some magazine. And she said that she was uh, filing for divorce and he knew nothing about it. Weird. And he found out online that she's divorcing him, and then like he, I think he came out like yesterday, and he basically said like that everyone that's calling him a fucking uh, pedophile and stuff like that, uh, all these claims have basically ruined his career, ruined his life, ruined his personal life, his mental health, everything. He's like, my whole life is just spiraling, and it's just yeah, fucked. of course. Well, that's what they do because now even like if you see um, 
if you see people like even Chris D'Elia, he had to like go undercover for a while because of the accusations and the things they were saying. And that's why there is an issue with believing everything because all of a sudden you get labeled all these things and it ruins your career. But that's a lot of times what's happening in our society, right? Is they freak out and they'd be like, you're a white supremacist, you're a misogynist, you're a homophobe. Like they say everything they they label you. And that, and, 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 if you want to know all about that stuff, listen to David Icke on London Real because he explains why they do that. Is is essentially to put you these isms that they put labels on you, so then people it reflects badly and people don't want to hire you. It's cancel culture. A boycotting something is completely different than cancel culture. You want a boycott but but light. You know, whatever. I, why are you drinking that shit anyway? It's poisonous and it's the worst beer anyway. All alcohol is poison, but Bud Light is especially poisoned. But it's just like, that's different. If you want to boycott a company and show your stance or whatever, but to be like, oh, we're going to call you all these isms so you don't have a career is is an issue to me. Fuck cancer culture. Well, once, once you assassinate somebody's character like that, that's it. Like, there's no turning back. I don't even think that was Kanye West on fucking Alex Jones' show. He's wearing the Belaclov mask or whatever. It's like, that's not fucking Kanye. That was probably just there to assassinate his fucking character to make you think that he believes that Nazis are the good guys, even though he's probably never even said that. I don't believe any of this shit. Don't believe fucking Hollywood. Um, but it is crazy because obviously, so what makes Wizard of Oz behind the scenes story so dark? Uh, obviously a mix of heavy drinking, depravity with uh, unfortunate onset catastrophes and some early movie making, you know, um, being they're being naive essentially when the way they're filming things and doing things and divide amongst different film director uh, directors which i feel like there was like six or something like that all of behind the scenes stories the wizard of oz has some most bizarre and shocking uh behind the scenes stories and there's a lot more to worry about than lions tigers and bears pedophiles everywhere oh my because if you think about what happened we'll get into what happened to judy garland but like she was 16, 16, you know? So like, and, and this will obviously carry on to eventually when we talk about the poltergeist films, cause there's like, there's theories about that shit. That is fucking disgusting. So the wizard of Oz was released in 1939 in the midst of the great depression. Obviously we're on the cusp of world war two. You know, you got a guy sticking his arm straight in the air, yelling shit about how people, you know, we need to stick with our racists. Okay. But that's what he was doing. Um, uh, these movies would have been an unimaginable luxury for many households, you know, to even go to see this stuff. It was um, unsuccessful initially, uh, barely recouping its $2.8 million budget. But upon theatrical re-release, did it begin to generate a real profit? People couldn't afford to go to the movies, obviously. It's during the Depression. World War II is ramping up. People can't even fucking feed their families. They're not worried about going to see a fucking movie, right? And, like, who... You, uh, we'll talk about that on another episode about what really caused the Great Depression because that's what my grandfather was. I was working by 11, and I'm like, I know, Poppy. I get it, okay? Seems hard when you trusted the government. <laughs> Seems very hard. Um, since 1956, when it was first shown on television, the film has become, obviously, this enormous popular, like, it's, it's, it's on television all the fucking time. I feel like everyone's uncle, their aunt, and their great-grandfather have seen this movie. You know what I mean? Like, that everyone has seen this shit. 100%. Like, I mean, and if you haven't seen the full thing, like, you've seen some of the clips, you know some of the famous songs yeah. or lines. You've seen the characters, you know the characters. Like, if there's no way you haven't heard of The Wizard of Oz. 
We are the Lollipop Guild. It sounded like uh, it sounded like they smoked like six packs of cigarettes before they did that song. And it's like, was it supposed to be fun that they sounded like they were <laughs> like ten pack or a pack of smoker a day kind of thing? Like, I don't, there's a certain things where I'm like, I don't fucking get it. Uh, 1939 was the banner year for the Wizard of Oz director Victor Fleming. Shortly before the production wrapped on Wizard, he was brought on to direct another incredibly famous film, Gone with the Wind. I've seen parts of it. It's another film. I've seen parts of that movie. Never seen it the full way through. Don't really want to. Looks fucking boring. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be for me either. I think he was he was brought on uh, towards the tail end of that because the production on that movie as well, I think, was like super fucked up. Yeah. Oh, 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 I heard. Yeah. Well, that's where, according to James Curtis, um, that's Jamie Lee Curtis's. I'm just kidding. Um, According to Spacey, uh, Spencer Tracy, a biography, Fleming was a pro-Nazi and had been opposed, uh, been opposed to America entering World War II. He hoped that the Reich, the Reich, would uh, sack England after the fall of France. So, and you have this within Walt Disney I think it still happens today within Hollywood and these organizations that it's the same, the same people that are yelling that other people are Nazis are most likely the Nazis, you know, that still have that ideology embedded it, embedded into them and inbreded into them. You could say, um, <clears throat> Trudeau, uh, but like that, that, you know, so in, and that's crazy. Cause at this time, right. It, it, people would have in, and I'm not justifying anything, but people that maybe saw, what the big H was saying, because I can't say his name or uh, we might get pulled, but, you know, that whatever Hitler was saying is, I say, I can't say his name, then I say his name. But, like, the thing is that what he was, there was people, it would have resonated with some people at the time before any of this shit happened, right? There would have been no knowledge of this mass genocide or what they were doing to prisoners or, you know, Joseph Mengele or any of this shit. People would have just saw a man screaming about politics, trying to regain the footing in his country and, and trying to change it. So, obviously, you would have people like Walt Disney and... And this guy. You you were saying actually before the episode. <laughs> Was I? These all, these all sound like pretty cool guys. You were saying you kind of follow in their footsteps a bit. No, no, I don't I don't need to. I I don't believe in any government system, so that would go against my ideologies, which is pure anarchy. People don't know what anarchy is, then go research it a little bit further. A little bit further. I don't know. All I'm saying is, I just don't think that was the the song you were singing before we went live. You see, this is what Aaron's trying to do on the show is trying to be smirch. Yeah, he tries to assassinate my character. Uh, when my character is strong, it's a steed. It's a it's a wild stallion. Okay, you can never tame this. <laughs> this fuck. I don't even know what top talk anymore. Can't you can't you can't you can't do it, man. You know, my character is forever cemented into I'm history. Try. What? I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try really hard. No, no, we got other people's assass- assassinate Billy's character, man. Fucking white supremacist Mexican, <laughs> <laughs> the whitest Mexican I've ever seen. Um, also, on the topic of uh, uh, what's his name again? Something Fleming. Victor Fleming. Think, Sounds like uh, a Nazi. On the topic of him being a, a pretty cool dude, actually, and I'm sure you'll probably get into it in a second. But 
the whole like story of like her being given all these different drugs and shit. No, um, if you want to bring that up now, actually, we we kind of brush upon it, but we don't really talk about it. Yeah, well, like there's all these stories about like um <clears throat> them giving her like oh yeah yeah downers and yeah, shit. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Actually, I do have that because they got her there's a, drugs for say yes. Yeah, skinny. there's a specific um. I could have swore I wrote this down somewhere, but I obviously didn't. Um, <laughs> Look at this fucking So freaky, like. Oh, um, grab my tail. There's a specific drug that they had given her. Yeah, I think I uh, do have that in my notes To somewhere. help with losing weight and shit like that. But one of the side effects anyway was to have like these laughing fits. And there's a scene, uh, I don't know, she's doing something with the scarecrow or whoever the fuck it is. And she's like, can't stop laughing. And the director slaps her. Yeah. He brings her behind like one of the fake trees or whatever and slaps her in the face to get her to stop. It's just crazy. Could be behind this tree and there's a guy in the tree costume being like, I I shouldn't be seeing this. (laughs) And like, there's loads of. I don't know, different versions of that story. Like some people say, oh yeah, no, but he only just kind of gave her a little bit of a like, oh, give a little me bit a of break. a wake up call. Then other people were like, no, no, he like slapped the shit out of her. She was 16. I'm very sure that he probably hit her pretty hard. And regardless anyway, I mean, like if I was her dad, I'd be like, why are you slapping my kid in the face? Oh yeah. I would lose it. I would lose it. You know, like Eminem, just lose it. But he'd probably, at that point, though, he probably would have turned around and went, well, you know what I mean? Slapping isn't the worst thing happened to her on set. We are all fucking raping her as well, so. Yeah. No, it's it's true, stuff. because that could be, you know, the fact that, like, you think about how the seediness of Hollywood, and I do believe them preying on younger women and probably boys and amongst other things, I think it goes deeper than anyone even realizes, and they don't want to because there are certain people, right, that talking about this stuff makes them uncomfortable because they don't want to think about it. But the reality is that we live in a world that is run by psychopaths. It's ran by psychopaths. We Narcissistic, psychopathic people who take numerous flights to an island where they do all sorts of things with kids. So... It, it just like, and, and we start to see it, right? And stuff like that throughout this culture and, and, and who benefits from certain things. And we, we saw it over the last three years. We'll continue to see who really benefits off of the misery of others. So before the days of synthetic fur, there was only one option for making an authentic looking lion costume using real lion's fur. Or, you know, real lion hair. Because of the continu- uh, continu- the continued, uh, continuing concerns um, and the fact that it, w- it was impossible to find duplicate lion's hide for the, I guess, the identical colorization and pattern that they were looking for. At the time, I guess, the Cowardly Lion actor, Bert Lahr, I'm sorry if I butcher, I don't know, I think that's his name, Bert Lahr, uh, wore one costume primarily throughout the entire film, which is fucking wild. He's wearing the same costume, and now you think about uh, you think about Scream. We just covered a huge series on that, on the franchise of Scream. Um, they had so many different costumes, like so many. Like they had like 12 or some shit in the one set and interchangeable costumes. And if they fuck one up, they can use the other. And he pretty much, he was sweating in it, um, which is fucking 
pretty gross, um, you know, and it's got the weight of the fur. And obviously, uh, I've, I heard numerous stories, but under the intense hot uh, technicolor lights, it was extremely hot. Um, even the lesser costume characters were fainting and being carried off set. Yeah, they had... Um, <clears throat> That's wild. I think they had like a, a fire marshal who was on site like <laughs> all the time they were filming. Is it Jim Carrey's fucking character? Fire Marshal <laughs> Bill here! <laughs> he had to have one of those like... I don't know what it is, like a light monitor thing where they can check, like, to make sure, basically, that the entire place wasn't going to go on fire. Oh, yeah. Because the light, the lights and all the setup was, like, running that hot. Which is wild, because that is crazy if they would have had someone doing that. That means that it was extremely hot. Think about it. If you don't want the stage to set on fire because of the heat of the lights, and you're just under the cusp of that, then imagine the people's skin... And like in all that stuff, and they're getting baked by, I don't know, technically, you know, if it was radiated, but like light bulbs, I'm sure back then had some fucking sketchy shit in it. Uh, you know, so, and, and obviously being in his costume where it's like completely fur and real fur, uh, according to the cinematographer uh, Harold Rosin, the actor thoroughly sweated through his costume each day, so much that the costume had to be put in an industrial drying bin each night to dry the perspiration. The costume produced an offensive, unpleasant odor from having a sweaty human trapped in it all day. Uh, Brett Lahr remembers spending about three hours each day in makeup chair, as did the Scarecrow and the Tin Man. Uh, the Tin Man, who also suffered a fairly great. We'll get there. We'll get there. Slow your roll, bro. Jesus. Sorry. In fact, the makeup took so much time, all three actors weren't allowed to take off their costumes or makeup. Their odd appearances while in the costume also frightened people in the dining dining in the commissary, so they had to eat their lunch on set. Because people were like, it is weird. Okay, so you're doing a kid's movie, Okay. People are unsettled by the costumes that you are wearing for this movie. So they have to eat all by themselves because their costumes make people uncomfortable. You know? It's Why would you think that it's okay, for, like that kids wouldn't find it creepy or weird? <sighs> I don't know, the, the whole thing surrounding this movie, and when you hear about all this shit as well, like, it just makes it even more, I don't know, like... Weird? How, yeah, like, the whole process of it being made, like, how many... I'm not... <clears throat> see, it, is this just a case of everything back then was like this, and it's just because it's become so famous since yeah. that we see all of this shit? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is, or was it just like this whole production was just an absolute disaster from start to finish? I don't know. I've always, there's certain things I felt creepy. Even this guy, the guy that when they come to Emerald City and they knock on the door and the weird guy crying profusely even weirded me out. How he's got like like these fake-ass tears running down his face. And there's so many things to take from these movies of how there is creepy, weird elements of it. Uh, the Tin Man scene will always creep me out when we get to him and what they had one of the actors endure. Um, is is like the whole thing when they first oil him and he's like, 
that scene always stuck with me too of like that fucking weird man if i seen if i seen any of those characters even now at the end of my bed i'd probably shit my pants 100 percent. you know but i saw like mickey mouse i'd hoof him in the fucking head and call him a nazi <laughs> um but even so the costume sold at auction for in 2014 for three million dollars which to me is low three million as a eh. for what 2014 even i'm like for all the costumes for, for tin man Fucking Scarecrow and the Lion. The Coward. There's got to be some fucking smell off of them. Yeah, I know. Couldn't imagine. By Fermenting. many accounts, the both the uh, the Wizard of Oz with both the be- both the beginning and the end of Julie Gar- uh, Judy Garland's career. Actors in the 1930s were under contract to do whatever the studio, whatever they want, the studio wanted, they signed with. Many of them were systematically mistreated and overworked. Uh, teenage actors were often given adrenaline shots to keep them awake and barbiturates to help them sleep. That's you know that's what the fucking that's wild because that's what um uh, they took um, the Heaven's Gates cult when they were committing suicide, take like the cyanide and shit. They gave them barbiturates. Um, Garland was no exception. As Aaron was talking about earlier, Garland was already taking pills before she was hired for Oz, and she began using them more frequently once on set. She was also given diet pills to slim down. There was also reports she was harassed both by Munchkin actors and studio execs. In her, uh, in his book, Judy and I, My Life with Judy Garland, the actress's late husband, Sid Loft, stated about her co-stars. They make Judy's life miserable on set by putting their hands under her dress. The men were in their 40s or more year, uh, at times. They thought that they could get away with anything because they were so small. Behind the camera, Garland was allegedly called the fat little pig with piglets by studio execs. Which is fucking disgusting, dude. Yeah. Um. It's wild. And, like, to me, like, um, she is not fat by any means. No. And for, and, and for them to... Then this is what happened. It perpetuated anorexia and bulimia in Hollywood. And then it reverberated, if that's what I want. Like, it came out into the world. Where I, I, I saw this video of this Twitch... Uh, some streamer that looked like a fucking skeleton, and people were like super concerned about it. I don't. I saw it quickly, and I was like, "Whoa!" Not clicking on that fucking shit. And it's like this is what happens. You're like, and and it still exists today. And it happened when we were growing up, especially with young girls, as being like you have to be this skinny. They have zero zero pants for people, especially in the emo time. Um, but that's fucking disgusting to me. And then the fucking munchkins the dwarfs the little people the whatever like got nothing against anybody okay nothing but fucking that must really that that obviously gets under your skin because you were saying beforehand that how sexy she was and stuff well that yeah well that that's not true it's <laughs> fuck off it, i'm only saying it too because why it gets under my skin so much it was because she's 16 years old you know what i mean she's 16 like they and it's crazy that they were like ha ha Hong Kong like grabbing under our like who knows the the amount of uh I guess like physical touch and abuse because she is sixteen okay fucking it, it's different but back then right when, when you hear that do you wish it could be two foot tall 
so I could go up to her, but ha ha, <laughs> with a <that> haircut. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the last surviving munch can actually, uh, Jerry said that it didn't happen. Ma- bullshit. Y- yeah, well, he he made claims that 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 her ex husband said he uh, said all that stuff to promote his book, and he used that as like a basically like a tagline or a blurb. Do you think that they were doing that? Because part of me thinks that there would definitely be... There was how many munchkins on set? So it was 124. Yeah. um, You don't think five of them are going to be perverts? Employed, right? And um, there was 124 of them employed uh, on the movie. There was rumors of, like, drunken orgies taking place in the... They were staying in the Culver City Hotel, all of them. Um. There's a, a film historian by the name of Hugh Forden. He was quoted as saying that the Munchkins were an unholy assembly of pimps, hookers, and gamblers, the most deformed, unpleasant bunch of adults you could possibly imagine. And I will say this straight up. I got nothing against little people or anyone as a whole. Um, but obviously when you have these deformities and in, in, in the culture and society back then, like I got, we got in shit. Um, I posted the clip from when St. Patty's day passed of Billy and me talking about the word midget. And Billy's like, it was so specific. I had somebody that was a little person that follows my political stuff, um, comment on it and saying like the kind of, this is like that whoever you had on the show, that's disgusting or whatever. And I was like, I was saying shit too. Uh, but like, it was the th- whole thing of like that we grew up with using the word midget. It was so specific. You know what you're talking about. And then we were saying like dwarf and little person. And Billy's like, little person sounds way worse. He's got like the FBI knocking on your door because you're looking up little person porn. You know what I mean? Like, and I was like, yeah, when I search up porn, I look up midget porn, not dwarf porn or whatever, right? It was a whole joke. It was a, a whole thing of kidding um, because we're obviously talking about fucking leprechaun, fictional characters. But I just want to add the point that if you have kind of degenerates, and I'm not saying little people are degenerates, but if you have a bunch of people that are just employed to literally act as these kind of creepy munchkin creatures, they're all in the same hotel, they're all little people get wild, they're adults, so they drink and they have sex, so I could see that there would definitely be some orgies and some misbehaving going on. So um, there was a guy you referenced earlier, uh uh, Algin Harmet, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So he he's a uh, she was a a long time Hollywood correspondent for the Times, apparently, and um, she basically debunked, in her mind anyway, she debunked the stories. Um, she wrote a book called The Making of the Wizard of Oz, uh, while she had admitted that there was a few sexually charged people on set. She said that there was no, uh, there was no proof of orgies. There was no proof of any form of groping or anything like that. Uh, you know what I? Um, you know what I think. I think they're trying to cover up for the fact that um, this is a family film and that horrible things took place on set. But then she did go on to say that there was evidence of munchkin misbehavior. What does that mean? Um. On December 30th, 1938, 
a memo from the production manager Keith Weeks concerning the potential dismissal of two bad eggs. Charlie Kelly, who had assaulted his wife while filming on set, and either Gus Wayne or Leon Polinsky, who had tried to knife an assistant uh, while working on the movie. But they're the only, like, officially recorded, like, issues that they had on set now i mean in my opinion that could have been made up after the fact just to be like oh yeah look we did actually have an issue that we filed and it's all good though because that's all that happened to me i i i smell cover-up i smell that they're trying to like cover up realistic abuse and things that happen to people and the fact that the fact that alone even just the fact that they had a 16 year old girl on a bunch of fucking drugs um, is wild. Like, like I'm saying, like horrible drugs. Like me and Billy just did. Uh, it will come out this time. The the great drug binge, which they like. <laughs> I thought you were going to say me and Billy just done a lot of drugs. <laughs> well, that's true too. Uh, but like we did the whole episode about the great drug binge, where they had everything legal and it was like killing kids. People were using opium as a babysitter. We're like, just to give your kid just this, wild. and I'll go get fucking drunk at the bar. And you come back, your kid's dead. You're she like, never told that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like Interesting. that, I do smell that they were, they're covering up their actions. And if Hollywood is still bad today and rife with like misconduct and, and weird sexual behavior and orgies and things that they're trying to suppress when these rich people all get together and have fun, I couldn't fucking imagine what was happening during the 1930s. Give me a break lady. Yeah. A hundred percent. So who knows if that's actually true? I could see it because even in every day with men, you put a hundred, you put a hundred people in a room. There's gonna be some degenerates and some like devious people. And either way, you slice it. And back then, they were obviously treated like little people were treated unfairly and were made fun of, and you know, using derogatory terms, which most people wouldn't have I known think, at the um, time. But I think as well, uh, as far as I could find out from the research i done they were actually paid less than the dog that's wild but at the time i could see that and coming from someone who is attracted to some midgets um i, I got careful <laughs> yeah no, no kidding kidding uh, i have watched the porn okay it's it's enjoyable uh being a guy that's not f- that tall um i'm not like six foot I'm not uh, seven so, foot like so Billy. So what is it then? Right. Okay. So let's oh let's God, dive inside the now. mind. <laughs> what um? What is it exactly? Do you think that like draws you to that? Is it the idea like that? Even if and I'm not saying <laughs> you do, but even if you had like a two inch penis, it would look like it was like a leg. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like and and even just the fact that I'm like I'm like five foot seven. You know, I'm not like the tallest dude. I'm like, yeah, I'm like five foot six or five foot seven. I'm not like the tallest dude. I'm just like, av- I would claim that to be average. But so it's it's a feeling of feeling tall. And, and you know what I mean? Billy thinks he's a giant compared to everything, even though I'm like, you're not. Um, but like that, so in today's in the eyes of society, you know, according to some women, I need to be six foot tall, have a six pack, have a 10 inch dick, you know, all that kind of shenanigans that goes on. And, um, and it, it, honestly, probably just the, f- the feeling of being taller. Honestly, that's probably the main, main reason. Hmm. I feel like we could dig more into this. Now. <laughs> I have no 
we're not doing it. I'll talk about a Patreon episode. I don't give a fuck. Originally, producers want Shirley Temple to play Dorothy. So someone I think that was even younger at the time. Oh, yeah, but con the contract issues doubts uh, and doubts about her singing ability led them to offer the role to the girl next door, Judy Garland. She was asked to lose about 12 pounds so she could closer resemble a 12-year-old. And they still do it to Hollywood today. Like, oh, you're 30 and you're supposed to play a fucking 15 year old. You know what I mean? Like they, they even look at like, there's so many things that you could use as an example for that. Uh, but that's fucking strange. And the fact that they were going to use Shirley Temple, which another person, uh, I'm, I'm sure got passed around in Hollywood in a grotesque way. Uh, then 17 Garland was forced to follow a strict diet. So one thing's at 16, this one's at 17, which included cigarettes, like smoke some cigarettes there, Judy. It'll make you, you'll be, you'll, you will, won't crave any food. Uh, and wear a painful Such corset a to thing. flatten her breasts. So it's just like at the time, right? Um, why it's not? It's such a weird dynamic, though, because it's like, on one hand, it's like you've got to wear this thing to like flatten your breasts, whatever, yeah. but also let me suck them titties. Well, no, yeah, because she was definitely being abused. I, I truly believe that. I think that the the seediness of Hollywood goes way deeper than people could even imagine or even want to think about. Um, Harvey Weinstein was like the, the, the icing on the cake, to be honest, and same with Epstein and stuff like that, right? So if you think about uh, the fact that they were forcing her to do all this stuff to make her look younger. And then these guys are like, Oh, I like that kind of shit. Cause you know, Hollywood breeds those type of people. And, it, and if they had in my, they had to have put the audio of her singing over the tracks, right? And they wouldn't have filmed it on set that way. So why wouldn't you get someone who was younger? If that's what you were trying to portray, um, in the film and then have someone else sing it. Like that would have been a possibility, but for some reason, they were like, well, we can't make a 12 year old smoke cigarettes and take diet pills. You know, like so part of me seeing like, because she was yeah, like almost weird. 18 that they were like, yeah, we can push the boundaries on this stuff. Um, Dorothy's, I feel like though, those dudes get off on that. Like, I, I mean, even I'd yeah. have to do it at some time, maybe on the show, but like there's that whole like Nickelodeon iceberg thing. And Oh all yeah. Those creepy fuckers who like work for Nickelodeon. There's one dude who like, and there's a lot of like we could do a really good deep dive, I think, on that. Mm. But like, there's somebody had uh basically categorized all this specific guy, all the episodes he had written and been involved in. That like these female actors were like referencing their feet, and, yeah, like, well, showing their feet and talking about their toes and shit. And it's just it's really weird when you see it all put together. It's like, huh, mm. that's fucking weird. I like Quentin Tarantino's movie movies but quinn tarantino likes feet too much and there's people that claim that there's fucking a picture of him with a leg that does not fit on a grown woman so yikes there's a lot of weird stuff and and i do think that eventually it'll come and we'll put on we'll literally put on bit shoot and rumble and the main feed just not on youtube but i i would love to do an episode that dive into the darkness behind Hollywood as a whole. Like there's upcoming episodes. You might talk about the like, like hauntings and weird circumstances and murders and true crime stuff to do with Hollywood. But I would for sure dive deeper into that rabbit hole. Dorothy's look at the start of filming included blonde hair and feminine makeup, but filmmaker George Cukor, which almost looks like 
cuckold, decided to she should look younger and less fantastic than the Technicolor world she was able to enter. So they wanted her to be like, uh, weird they were going to do her blonde, so they wanted her to look more drab, I guess. Which is kind of fucking weird. Doesn't even kind of make sense. We want her to look even younger. Yeah, I don't know. That the whole thing doesn't really make any sense to me. So, as you were saying, supposedly, yes, uh, I just had to hear that the Munchkin actors' antics on Wizard of Oz were frankly frankly bizarre. Said they engaged in aggressive drunk behavior, gambling, and a group of adult activities at the Culver Hotel where they were staying. Supposedly, one Munchkin actor even got stuck in a toilet bowl during a Duncan a Duncan lunch break. Gotta love Duncans. Uh, had to be rescued. The police were called several times to the hotel. So if there is people like the police and people that can corroborate, corroborate the evidence, you would think that it might be kind of true. You know? Yeah, you see, the problem with that is when I went looking into this, there isn't actually much actual, like, factual evidence on a lot of these stories. So a lot of it's it is hearsay. just hearsay. Yeah. Um, but like what what would what would they time, allow like, out though? Yeah, well no, I'm not I'm not saying that that means that it's fake or any of this didn't happen, but like I don't see a massive problem really with some of the behavior they said went on went on in the hotel. Like I mean, if a bunch of little people yeah. are all together partying and they're just whatever, they're happy and they're all fucking each other and whatever, that like I don't no, see no. that as a massive problem. Me, me neither. Me neither. Because like, they're adults. So they want. If they want to get fucking yeah. drunk and shit and fucking have s- some orgy. I'll watch. It'd be so entertaining. Same. I'll sit in the corner and jerk <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, it'd be so entertaining. Um, you know, and like, I feel like people have tried to sensationalize that aspect and I like push the two things together yeah. between like, you know, maybe some of them uh, abusing Judy. And maybe doing shit that like they really shouldn't have been doing, yeah. but they try and tie the two things together. So it's like, if you go and get drunk and have sex, uh, you like these two things go hand in hand. Yeah, which it doesn't. Like in in I think that that is part of it. And I'm not saying that this is the stuff that happened, right? Like I'm not for sure saying that this is the case. Um, but like I said, right? You have a bunch of of people no matter what fucking size your body is at adults that like drinking or doing drugs because back then it was so widespread right we just came out of the great drug binge and and essentially people are like just doing fucking coke like no tomorrow and all sorts of drugs and barbiturates that they wouldn't today well like back then they wouldn't view it how we do today so there is a in if you're an adult whatever do what the fuck you want um you know, you're at a hotel, there's a hundred of you, and I'm assuming most of them were, like, they're young people, they want to experiment, have fun, do what the fuck you want. Sounds kind of fun. <laughs> but they're just being paid very shittily. So like, I got fucking three cents on my paycheck, let's go fucking party. Yeah, part of me wonders, though, did that, uh, was that whole situation and their setup kind of breeding that behavior? So it's like, yeah. okay, we're all getting paid terribly, but we're all being put up in this hotel together and like we probably have free food and alcohol. Yeah, yeah. So let's just fucking, let's just 
use that to like get as much worth out of this as we can. I could a hundred percent agree with that. That that, that is probably I'd the probably case. do the same thing. Yeah, to be honest, I, I can. Go, that's probably the case. This is just a fun fact, and it's like it's just a ni- this is a nice little thing. Is that the, the the dog Toto was actually a female dog named Terry? So. He's progressive. Like many other... Well, I have known a chick named Terry, so I guess. Did they fuck the dog? No. Nah, <laughs> who knows? Oh. Maybe one of them... Never mind. Like many of the... I uh, know what you're about to say Toto was hurt during filming when one of the witch's guards accidentally... The ones that they had marched like Nazis accidentally stepped on her and broke her foot. And it's funny, they're like, you know, it's such a... I watched that you know, the doc, the cursed films doc, which this is semi part of a series we'll eventually do where it's cursed films. I'm not going to name it that, but essentially it is what we're doing is there's going to be more cursed films later on. I would love to go a deep dive into the exorcist and stuff like that uh, amongst poltergeist. There's many others, but like they had the, Oh, 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 that was a whole Nazi thing. They did that on fucking purpose. Cause that guy was probably like, yes, add that in. I like it very much. <laughs> you were saying you really like that part. Yeah? My favorite part. Creep me the fuck out. Those guys creep me out too. With their weird like blue face paint shit that they had on their face. Creep me out. Um, Judy Garland became enamored by the, uh, of the dog while shooting and begged Terry's trainer, Carl Spitz, to let her keep the dog as a pet. But Spitz refused. Terry had a long career and was in, featured in 15 different movies. He was enslaved into Hollywood because dogs cannot consent. Poor Terry. I know. Maybe he didn't even identify as (laughs) It's true. I am a Hollywood actor. You must take me seriously. I'm getting paid less than this ugly bitch they have on stage, fat little pigtails bitch or whatever the fuck they call her. Um, and they, cause I'm sure, I'm sure they said horrible things to Judy Garland. I'm sure I do think that probably did happen. The offensive jokes. I'm sure like this beyond sexist, weird shit. Yeah. And like, I, I'm assuming if anybody ever said, be like, ah, shut up. You fucking stupid bitch. Yeah. Just She's 16, 17 at the time. She doesn't even know what the world has to offer. I'll take you behind that tree and smack the shit out of you. Again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, don't make me make these little people touch your fucking vajayjay underneath your skirt. <laughs> it's like that clip of uh, Jimmy Savile, but it's just like, you know when you see the girl's face when he's clearly, like, grabbing her under the skirt? and Oh, on top of the pops? Yeah. Top of the pops. And they're probably doing that, like, on set, and Judy Garland's like, woo, and you just kind of have to ignore it. And it's great. That's my whole point. It's crazy. If this did, if this did happen, that she had to, like, ignore literally just sexual assault because back then it wasn't viewed that way you know yeah and i'm assuming like you know you know people always bring up like parents or family and shit like that but it's the same as like the church was years ago yeah i I brought this up before obviously you know being from ireland my grandparents grew up in the 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 era where uh if you were walking down a, a footpath or a sidewalk and you had a priest or a nun or a holy person walking towards you, everybody would have to step off yeah. onto the road. And then, like, what they would call genuflect, you would have to, like, kind of, like, bow to them. I'd be, like, going, like, I'd have my two middle fingers up, like, fuck you. But it's it's that thing of, like, you know, this was probably a similar thing where I can't imagine that you could go home and be, like, yeah, those little people were, like, stuffing their fingers in my pussy and, like... And she went mentally insane. The director was, like, slapping the shit out of me. 
because either your parents are not going to believe you or your parents are also going to be like under the thumb yeah. of Hollywood or whatever. And it's like, don't say anything against us or we'll fuck up your whole life. Like, check this out. There's a cl- uh, little picture I brought up and it's supposed to be like even the uh, the makeup of the scarecrow. Uh, the face mask almost killed him. I didn't see any research on that, but it's like a meme thing. But the studio called um, Judy Garland My Little Hunchback, which I didn't know either if that is a thing. Maybe she had like a weird fucking hunch and or just even slightly, or they were just making fun of her because of how she walked or anything. You know, but oh, the whole thing is just so fucking bizarre. So, in days before computer generated, in the days before computer generated effects, film crews had to rely on practical tricks to simulate snow. In the scene in which Dorothy is awakened in a poppy field, which do you know what a poppy field is, right? That's why we get the heroin, bro. So we get the hair on. Um, uh, she as she bl- she wakes up in the poppy field with a blanket blanket of snow. Um, oh, this is my favorite. This is really fucking cool. wild, man. Uh, where's the the image I have? And uh, in the scene, which Dorothy is awakened in his blanket of snow, engineered by Gilda the Good Witch, uh, because they're kind of trying to bring her out of this, you know, because they're going down the dark path with with the bad witch, the wicked witch of the west or east or whatever the fuck one she is. And uh, production reportedly used. Um, Crystal, crystal, crystal tile asbestos. So they use asbestos for the snow, which is fucking crazy. That is obviously at back then we had it in our houses. Nobody really knew, but this was a thousand percent poisonous, and uh, and they used it, which is fucking wild. Um, like so much so, if you said that to somebody today, like that you were shooting a movie. They're like, oh, we're gonna do this scene in the snow and whatever. And like, they said to you, like, oh, right, okay, what, well, like, what, what effect are you? We're gonna use cyanide. Oh, we're just gonna have this big, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have this big giant wind blower, and we're just gonna put asbestos in it and just shoot it at you. Shoot Which it is a carcinogen. It's literally like it's a dangerous toxin that will like cause your body to like seize up and like I, cause I trained lung at failure. A gym. I, I trained at a gym a while back, and they found that there was some of that in the roof and like the whole place was basically condemned oh really yeah well that's what i'm saying so like and they find this within buildings and do checks now because it was actively killing people you know what i mean like my my grandfather got he was a firefighter and um the stroke got him but like cancer obviously was found throughout his body he was a firefighter and it was because of obviously the lack of a, like the equipment that they had was fucking horrible, but also the fact that he was going into houses that were filled with asbestos burning, you know. So like, which is like double whammy. Well, I know. So it, it, it that's always a wild thing that they didn't like at the time know that this was a it was a poison. I don't know how you you wouldn't realize that, but like. Worse, look at look at where we are today, man. But is there like I was just thinking we still about think this, like, good. When you hear that story, yeah. Like, is there nothing else that they could have used to simulate fucking snow? Yeah, 
That scene also sticks to me. There, there, this whole movie has stuck with me my entire life of them like waking up and the music. And it's probably because, you know, I was shown this movie over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And then you, you look like this the next day because you're like, you know, with a towel over your head because you're sick and dying. Um, but it is crazy because there's so many things about this film where I saw this over and over. My grandma constantly played this for me. And, uh, it, it, I don't know. This movie freaks me out. The more I talk about it, the more I get freaked out about the entire film. And the more it kind of creeps me out, to be honest. <laughs> so yeah, it is one of those kind of things. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So when the, the filming, the scene in which the witch disappears in a flash of smoke, um, the effects crew started the fire before the actor or actress, you know, uh, Margaret Hamilton had enough time to safely exit the stage. According to the Harmit's book, the flames caught on her broom and her hat, scalding her chin and the bridge of her nose and her right cheek and right side of the forehead. The eyelashes and eyebrows on her face had completely burned off. Her upper lip and eyelid were badly burned. When she looked down, her skin had been burnt off her hands. Incapacitated, a friend had to pick her up from the movie uh, movie studio. That was amazing to me that the studio didn't send me home in, in a limousine, the actor recalled. I don't know what she sounded like. I always go with the fucking down south accent, but um, that's fucking, that scene over, that's wild, wild. Like, she... I mean, she had second and third degree burns, I think. Yeah. On her face and hands. And like she spent, I don't know, like a couple of weeks in the hospital. And then she comes back. Now, I do know some of this, like she was like super committed to this role. So, uh, you know, it's partly her own doing. But they actually just put green gloves on her hands to make sure that people wouldn't see that her hands were all fucked up and burnt. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, you can just continue to, yeah, put green gloves on and... Uh, her hands kind of do that, because you could paint, you could put, like, a, a latex glove on her hand and then, like, and yeah, then paint it. Like, this, uh, everything, flying fucked. monkeys freaked me out. Fly, my pretties! Like, fucking... This whole movie in is a, a freak show, to be honest. Um, you know, pure, pure white fireproof snow. <laughs> Asbestos. <laughs> it's fucking great. So crazy. Um, that shit's because she caught on fire. I couldn't imagine the whole commotion of like, what the fuck? And her, I, I did hear that she was like, like pretty freaked out and didn't know if she wanted to finish the scene. Which is, yeah. You're being set on fire live for everyone to fucking watch you get set on fire, right? Like, yeah, because the whole, the whole idea was that that picture you had up there a second ago, um, she would drop down because when, yeah, when she first appears, it's a similar thing. So like she would step on like a square platform and all this red smoke would come up. Yeah. And kind of engulf her. And she was, uh, as far as I know, anyway, she was supposed to be completely gone from the yeah. platform when the flames would burst out. But for some reason, they like, go while she was coming down. Some, some pyro fucking pyromaniac was like, yes. Like had his finger, like just touching the button. It's like, whoops. Whoops. Uh, but imagine, I'm but sure again, that, is there any cases where any um, little person got fucking burned? Because, like, I feel like they would be like, whatever. Walk it off. 
<laughs> yeah, probably just like, well, uh, we don't 123 left. Shortly after Hamilton returned to the set after catching fire, she was asked to film another fire scene. Hamilton, a single mother, refused to take part in the stunt. That's what I heard. But her double acquiesced and promptly caught fire herself after the flames again caught on her broom. I felt as though my scalp was coming off. Betty Danko recalled after spending 11 days in the hospital. I guess that's because my hat and my black wig were torn loose. But at the same time, you have a flammable object in your hand, like bristles, like like essentially like just... And it's crazy. And then I remember uh, watching this from that doc is that they're like, yeah, you know, she's just going to like, it, we're just going to do this. I, I, Margaret Hamilton didn't want to do it anymore. She's like, fuck this. I can't, I can't, I'm not do, putting myself through that again. They get the stunt double to do it. And then imagine like Margaret Hamilton's like, well, that's why I didn't do it. Because this How chick suffered even like? more burns. It's just so fucked up. And the fact that like, the makeup that they were using on majority of these people were fucking copper-based makeups. Yeah, we're going to get into that. So, like, all they needed was basically a tiny, even a hint of a fucking flame. Yeah. And you would basically just burst into flames. Yeah, their makeup was completely toxic because uh, the double was reportedly paid $35 for her work that day. 35 bucks. I'm not going to do the math with that equivalence today. If, if people want to look it up, go ahead and do it. But that's fucking wild. Because realistically, would it that be that much? I doubt it. You're going to try to look it up? I'll keep going. In addition to being highly flammable, the witch's green makeup was also toxic. Margaret Hamilton accidentally swallowed some and wasn't unable to eat for days. Her skin was also... Uh, it also stayed green for several weeks due to the copper in the makeup, which is fucking crazy. She, like, wild. She, it was completely toxic makeup. Uh, if she got it in her mouth, uh, it would cause her to essentially gag and she wouldn't be able to eat for days. Just literally poison on your body. That, uh... 35 bucks? Yeah, so 35 bucks uh, back then is the equivalent to about $760. For an actor to get burned to shit. This is what I'm saying. Like, it's like, you know, you could say, oh, sure, for one day's work, that's really good. Yeah, it is really good. Bear in mind, you're not horribly disfigured and left like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. They were going to choose a different actress, I guess, to play the Wicked Witch, um, but they chose her because they wanted to go, they did want to go for an ugly witch, I guess. Poor her. I know. <laughs> Like you were, and then, and then obviously, hey, you're so ugly, you've got the job, yay! And then you got like this, where she is actively trying to not make kids scared of her when she goes on like Sesame Street. Um, on the night during re the rehearsal period, Buddy um, Ebson woke up in bed, according to the, the South Florida Sun Sentinel, screaming for violent cramping in his hands, arms, and legs. When he had difficulty breathing, his wife called an ambulance and rushed him to the hospital. He remained in an oxygen tent for two weeks, recovering from pure aluminum or aluminium. He had ingested in his lungs from, from days of wearing the Tin Man makeup. It doesn't even look good. That's the, the worst I part. Know. 
I was the ori- the because ri- wasn't it the original actor had that happen and they had to switch the actor because they were going to use like uh, a song he was a song and dance man song and dance man and they picked another actor and it fucked him up for life. Which again, like, is just absolutely how how this thing continued yeah. to be made was like his skin turned blue during his reaction. It could not immediately return. Uh, uh, production replaced him with Jack uh, Haley. Though the aluminum makeup was changed, it still caused Haley to have a serious eye infection. The Tin Man makeup was so stiff that only Jack Haley got rest by using a leaning board. Like, he couldn't even fucking sit down. They had him, like, uh, like he had to lean against... And, like, to be honest, for, for what it is and for what this movie is, he does a great job as the Tin Man. And in retrospect, I don't know who else could play it now that it's cemented into our pop culture and stuff like that. But the fact that they didn't really feel empathy or sympathetic for the fact that they almost killed a man with makeup, they just were like, oh, we're going to... We're going to essentially just hire somebody else because you're dying. Sorry, we nearly killed you, so you're just going to have to get out and we just need to get someone else. Thanks. Uh, this is common for the air for actors who have been sewn into the costumes or uh, worn uh, wrinkles was uh, or for... W- for wrinkling was not an option. Oh, because it's like they can't have their costumes wrinkle because it will destroy the look after filming all these times. But just imagine being inside a rigged costume, not even be able to sit down on your brakes. Crazy. Wild. There's so many crazy things about this whole film. Technicolor became popular in the early 1930s as it allowed colors to appear vivid and highly saturated. However, it also required very bright lights for filming, which I would like to even just watch something on how they did this. Uh, The intense lighting setup caused temperatures in the studios to soar over above 100 degrees, and there was issues with carbon dioxide buildup. I know we're so concerned about that, about the the sky and the, you know, us having 0.004 carbon dioxide in the sky. So dangerous. Shut the whole world down. Put us in climate lockdowns. Let's fucking do it. Uh, Production needed to be stopped occasionally so the studio could be aired out, uh, which is fucking crazy. Uh, the Winkies? Isn't that the... Is the soldiers called the Winkies? Is that what they're called? And the winged monkeys wore heavy costumes and struggled in the heat, some allegedly coming close to heat stroke. <laughs> it's absolutely fucking wild. Like, I have a, a one of those big, like, box studio lights. Yeah, yeah. Um, a company sent it to me years ago. And it's like, it's not even a big, huge industrial one, but I remember setting that up in here, like, a long time ago <laughs> to try and I can't remember if I was like taking photographs of something or something like that. And I remember this room was like, dude, it was like the worst. <laughs> like I felt like I was getting sunburnt. Well, even like even back in the day when they were doing plays and stuff. So I couldn't imagine like being in some of the, <laughs> look at that guy, in some of these costumes, some of the, the, the <laughs> you can imagine he's inside dying, like, just been like, kill me. Someone just kill yeah, me. Yeah, we're showing an image of one of the flying monkeys. It's like some of them look like ridiculously looking. Um, yeah, I couldn't imagine because at the time they wouldn't. And, and to be honest, like they said, they don't give a fuck about you. They're just trying to produce this movie. If you don't want to be part of it, hey, they'll hire someone else for fucking two bucks a day or whatever, the, you know, at the time. Um, so the original look for The Wicked Witch was sultry, but producers decided evil. 
Uh, Psaltery, I guess, is kind of like okay. I don't know. I'm going to look up the definition of that word so I could actually have a great understanding because I've never used that word in my life. Psaltery. Uh, It says very human and hot, extremely hot, expressing sexual desires. So it means that it was sexy. Um, But it's a kid's film, so I don't know why they would choose that. Anyway, the side evil should translate to ugly. Uh, so Gail Sondergaard was the ca- was cast first, but dropped out because she exclusively wanted to play beautiful roles. Her replacement was Margaret Hamilton, very good at being ugly scary, as I said. So good, in fact, that many of her scenes had been cut for being too scary. She, well, uh, she ended up appearing in less than 20 minutes of the final film, which is wild because of how prominent her character is in the entire film. It is kind of crazy. I would love to see, and I, I don't know if it's out there or not, uh, if you're a fan and stuff like that and you know about this or have seen this, let us know, but I didn't know about that. It's a bit strange that uh, she was so good at what they wanted her to yeah. be good at that they cut her from the movie. Yep, and she uh, reprised her role in the 1976 episode of Sesame Street, but was also considered too scary, even away from the land of Oz. And the episode aired once and was subsequently banned. They banned her episode. So before we get to the most, the the craziest, uh, not craziest, but the most well-known urban legend to do with The Wizard of Oz, um, I just wanted to add these little like show these kind of notes um, about like the they the filmmakers wanted to alter the horse's color um, because uh, they couldn't use CGI obviously back then in 1939. However, they had to be more creative um, and get more creative means a use of a bunch of Jello. So the production team they trade they treated the horse. Better than they treated the people. Uh, the white horse that came into uh, uh, Emerald City, the chauffeur, so to speak, which was, of course, red. Everyone knows that. And sponged down with uh, gelatin powder in between shots. So, you remember that that horse, right? The, the I don't know. It's just like this whole thing just gets stranger and like more bizarre and some of the choices and just stuff well it's funny they don't they don't put like toxic chemicals on the horse i'm gonna bring up an image now um but they would do it on the actress actors yeah because i remember being purple and red because we're showing images and to me was it? Because I definitely, I definitely remember being red, and I, there's parts of me that remembers it being purple, also. Which obviously it was. Now here it's yellow. Wait, you didn't know ten things you didn't know. Weird. Crazy. Uh, the purple, red, and yellow horse of a different color was created with Jello. So they, because I, oh, because as he, as he's taking them through Emerald City, he changes. Hmm. Crazy. Uh, she's paid fifty bucks a week. So one of the so one of the the little people got paid like next to nothing. Cowardly lie. Okay, we already know all that stuff. I was looking at little fun facts about this. Uh wild. Um so the scene, yeah, so they wanted to use fucking jello. Um 
So the footage, there's a footage of a cut scene that includes a song and dance number called Jitterbug. The group is on their way to the Wicked Witch's castle when they are bombarded by bugs. The scene was cut mostly because the producers didn't want to film um, the film associated with the popular uh, song uh, called Jitterbug. You know, Jitterbug. Jitterbug, which associated the Jitterbug with alcohol. Weirdly, in the final film, a line referencing to the scene still exists. If you ever wonder what the Wicked Witch was referring to when she mentions sending her insects after Dorothy. That's weird because I never noticed that. And they cut that scene. I would like it would be interesting to see what it would have looked like. Um, but that's weird because it would have referenced alcohol. But yeah, let's have a bunch of weird looking fucking characters. This is from the. This is actually we're showing an image that is even creepier than the film because this is from the play before they put it onto film. It just looks even fucking weirder. Oh, if you guys go, I uh, you know, people go look up like the the the. I think it's in the 1920s or 30s. There was a play before they uh, essentially made the film, and it was obviously a book and stuff like that that they brought to life. And um, go check out some some of the the imagery from this film or from the play because this is another one. It is uh, it is quite frightening. Even see like Chicago. That's with his fucking fingers. I know, scary. But like they could pull off that costume. And it was probably made out of like just basic things, and they, but I guess it's for a Hollywood film, so they got to make sure everything looks as real as possible. Got to make sure they kill everybody, yeah, yeah. or molest everybody. All right, you want to get to the most famous urban legend of the entire film? Everyone have has probably heard of this by now. Yeah, it's the, uh, the the Munchkin hanging theory or conspiracy, whichever you want to call it. So for almost as long as the movie has existed, rumors have persisted that a silhouette of a dead Munchkin can be seen hanging from a rope. Uh, and it is very visible during the yellow brick road scene. Mm-hmm. So obviously on screen here you can see that. The legend stems from a scene that takes place at around 45 minutes into the movie when Dorothy... Scarecrow and the Tin Man walk into the distance while singing We're Off to See the Wizard. On the left side of the screen appears to feature a human body hanging from a tree. So the studio's official line has always been that this is a shadow cast by a crane bird moving its wings in a defensive manner. Now, why I don't know uh, how sold I am on that, to be honest with you. Um... This is further complicated by the multiple versions of the film that exist. When the movie was re-released in 1989 for its 50th anniversary, the footage had been cleaned up. The bird appears in a different place than original, than originally. This is likely the version you saw on TV, yet if you review the original cut, something really feels off about so it. So let's play uh, that right now. Let me bring that up. And we'll show everybody on the YouTube. So, and obviously most people would know about this scene. But let's watch. Two oars. God, this fucking... Uh, you see the background? See, that's what they're claiming. That's the remastered version. Okay. 
of the crane claiming to flap its wings. Now, clearly quite different. I mean... That shit, when I learned about that, that shit, like, freaked me out. Yeah, like, nobody can convince me otherwise. Yeah, because you uh, clearly I mean, if, see if, the difference between the two. You can see like, clearly yeah, see, if, like, the wings. If you look slacking. at the side-by-side, like, comparisons of that footage, uh, you can clearly see that there's after been major changes there. That's um, all. When I first heard about that urban legend, so to speak, I think it's actually true. Um did it did, when did because I heard about it probably when I was a teenager or when the internet first started popping off? Um, you know, 12, 13. Yeah, it was probably similar for me as well, I would think. Scary. And it was one of those things I feel like there was there was a point in time there where you know, probably in, in our uh early teenage years where that was quite like a prominent like urban 100%. legend or like spooky mystery thing that you would always hear about. And we will reach back to some urban legends because we could do crossover shows because technically it's not even like, because our shows are connected. It's not even a swap cast. It's more of a crossover and there's other ideas for stuff like that of covering certain urban legends. Um, because there's throughout our pop culture, especially do with movies and stuff like that. There's urban legends everywhere. But like, and I think it just harkens back to what you said, like about Hollywood. I had just written down Hollywood um, has always been a scary place, even today. And back then it would have been even easier to cover up something like this if it did happen. 100%. If there wasn't anything of issue or concern, then why did it decide to edit the footage, mm -hmm. change the location and make it look more like a bar? Yeah. Why would they purposely do that, though, if they were saying it was I, that's nothing? That's what I cannot understand. It doesn't make any sense. Like, even if you try and use the excuse of, oh, well, we just done that to remove all the, like, you know, negative talk about the movie. It's like, yeah, but the, how would no. that? That would only further that. Because what is the idea? Isn't it that, like, some like somebody was upset, The one of the munchkins... Um, which is, sounds equally as bad as midget in my opinion. But isn't the idea that he like was upset or something like that? And like, yeah. So there was, there was talk of that. There was talk of, um, you know, stuff to do with like relationships or marriages and different things like that. And I don't oh, know. Oh yeah. I heard about that. Do, does that tie into some of the reports we heard about? Like, uh, some of the munchkins or whatever having like domestic disputes with their wives and shit on set. Oh, weird. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I'm not saying that that is the case, yeah. but like, you know, uh, there's definitely, I think, more to that than you know what the really annoying part is. We'll never find out. No, no, and and they're not gonna fucking tell us. But it is that song always creeped me out. Was always something that if you catch the footage, you can look this up on YouTube. They have it up there. Um, we should have clipped from that. Is it definitely looks like somebody's just hanging there, swaying like they set it up, and they maybe to me, uh, like uh, you know, angry, bitter. May would have done it maybe in front of the camera, and when they were filming, either there's two, like either there's three things. Either it's not real, which I I doubt very much, because they wouldn't have edited the footage to look so different if it wasn't the case. Um, or 
they did it unintentionally, killing themselves, like commit unaliving themselves, committing suicide. I don't know, fucking, I can't even say anything anymore. Uh, but especially on YouTube. But like the thing is, or like they they didn't know that the cameras were filming. They stayed in the back, and it somehow caught it. Or they, to me, I feel like if this is real. And this, and the rumors are true, and the urban legend is real. Is that they probably did it purposely on camera so they would catch it. It's a weird thing. It's cemented in our fucking folklore, technically, like modern day folklore of like movies and creepy Hollywood, and which I just to shout out. Coming up, we will be talking about some like the darker side of just Hollywood and urban legends and ghost stories and stuff like that. So. That will eventually be coming down the pipeline. Yeah, like I mean, there, there's there's a lot of different. I don't know. I think theories or whatever that people have come up with about that, um, like what you said, where somebody had purposely done mm-hmm. it and and like wanted to be in the shot or whatever as like a, I don't know, like a, a fuck you, yeah. Um, there was others saying I'm gonna that, commit like, suicide. Was, I'm gonna do it right by the camera, okay? So, <laughs> it was like a bizarre onset accident, maybe, or something like yeah. that. Um, and this is why they they covered it up. Then there's other people that say like there's no evidence to support the theory. <laughs> a lot of people um, say there's a lot of evidence to support a lot of theories, but then it ends up coming <laughs> true. You know, the fact that there was no record of anybody dying on the set, which, again, we can't say. We can't say that that's but, fucking yeah. true. You could cover it up so easily back then. That's why Billy always makes a joke about, like, couldn't imagine what it would be like to be a serial killer back then because you, you could just do it openly, like, uh, like 1930s under the guise of war, whatever. But, like, how easy it was to commit crimes under the in 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 like they didn't have DNA or any of that shit. Imagine Hollywood that had money and influence over people, lawyers, politics, um, numerous things. And and you could you could easily pay, be like, hide this, don't let this get out, pay the family whatever is is necessary kind of thing, um, so they don't speak out. Yeah, and I mean it's like that. I'm sorry, but that is clear. Yeah. It freaks me out it's always. Like when I first heard about that shit, seeing and like I remember, it's it's probably one of those things, you know, when the internet's first popping off, or not even that, like when it first gets on your or a cell phone, you know, where you can like look up YouTube on your phone. And then I always was doing that lying in bed where you're looking at scary videos, and you're like, "Whoa, is that real?" And it's, to me, like this film, uh, it wouldn't surprise me with the fact that how many things did happen during the filming. Of this movie, so look, I'm part of one of the characters. That's a pretty good. Uh, wait, let me see. Can I? <laughs> yeah, fucking funny. Um, so I hope everyone enjoyed this. Um, you know, I'm trying to be true and authentic and not dance around certain shit that I want to speak about. Um, you know, and it's in in obviously trying to still keep up our YouTube amongst other things. We're trying to be as, you know, cause our whole thing is not to, for the easily offended um, or faint of heart. Uh, but I feel like as it gets deeper and darker down this road that we talk about certain subjects that are extremely dark and disturbing 
that it's only going to get worse from here, and I will probably censor myself even less than I try to even kind of <laughs> when it comes to like, oh, I want this to go on YouTube type of shit. It's so annoying that you even have to do it. Yeah, I don't necessarily know why I need to. Like, people's videos are taken down uh, because of their, their like, the, the whole fucking controversy around Bud Light. You know, like, and just, and taking it down, and they said, we think that this goes against our guidelines, even though it probably necessarily doesn't, when you have people like, obviously, Mel, Matt Walsh and, like, Tim Poole and, and people like that, that they're, like, actively going after and be like, wait, you can't say this, because this one person is connected to all these brands that do advertisement through YouTubes, and if you tear apart or uh, call out this person for being... Uh, you know, a toxic person with mental health issues amongst many other things, fame seeking psychopath. Oh, then you get taken down and your videos get ripped off platforms because they're trying to censor because it's all about corporations, right? If people don't get it, Hollywood is bought and funded and founded on corporations. Same goes to the government that you guys want to trust. Don't trust it. Here, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so everybody love everybody. Obviously, this will probably go to both of our platforms. So this is kind of a mix of best of both worlds. So y- you kind of get a little bit of the strange brew, and you kind of get a little bit of the the classy, you know, it's it's a you know, first class whore. It's first class, man. You're in the jet, you know, we're 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 flying everywhere, car- grand carbon emissions, you know, and just polluting the world. Because it's nothing but the best. It's the best around. Don't ever let you get you down. Uh, (laughs) Yikes. We're going to have to have like a karaoke episode or something. I I would love to. When I went uh, went up to my mom's up north, she was like, I got a karaoke machine. I'm like, we didn't use it, but I was like, let me get a little drunk. Let me get let me get a little, a little drunk. Hopefully, if, there, if and you didn't no, use it. Hopefully, there's an ability to uh, for you to come to our wedding. You're gonna see me dance like I'm that Christ. chicken fucking um, that pours all the water on herself in that flash dance movie. It'd be like fucking um, Terry Crews in White Chicks when he takes the yeah. fucking yeah when he's driving down the street. <laughs> no, when he takes the fucking when they're in the club. Remember, and he takes the. <laughs> Does he mistake the drink or whatever? And he takes oh, the yeah. fucking drugs. And, and honestly, shut that out too. Like, this is how you support us. The best way to support us is through Patreon. Um, both of our Patreons have of different things to offer. And then merch, obviously, um, at this time, I've still got to put up the new merch design, which pro- may be up by this episode. Um, I'm just trying to keep the show afloat and do everything on my side of Strange Brew to kind of keep this thing afloat. Um, you know, but... Yeah, and, and just I want to say something because I, I rarely say anything towards the end of episodes, yeah. whether it's on my show, this show, whatever show. You motherfuckers have no idea, right, how difficult it is to try and keep a show going. And not only one show, but like two shows, essentially. Yeah. And, and create artwork and be like the social media manager and the editor and the video editor and the this and the that and the merch guy and the blah, yeah. blah. So like anything you can do, whether it's rate, review, share, anything like that, it helps greatly. And then on top of that, like we didn't even talk about the, the financial aspect of this shit isn't free. Like 
it isn't free to create it. No, no, it's not. You have to pay for the luxury of being able to try and do 100%. something like that. And I feel like we don't mention this as often as we could um, mm. because like it means the world to us when you support the show and give us five stars and all that shit. Like I, I, I'll be honest, I pay more than I should a year for this stuff to produce this and, and make sure there's video content as much as I know a lot of our audience is audio based. We get thousands of downloads or whatever, but in, in thousands of streams, um, through audio content, but I still want to make sure there's a video aspect of people that watch it on the YouTube or now are on BitChute and Rumble and Odyssey and, and all these other platforms and stuff like that that I'm trying to keep afloat and put it all out there. And yeah, to be honest, if people don't really understand what work it does take to do a podcast while you're working a full-time job and you're taking care of a kid, and I soon will be doing the same thing. So obviously... They're getting fucking married. I know, I know, in like that long. Yeah, like six months or whatever. Like, I mean, you know, and people, I don't think people realize, and that's not a, that's not, it's not a, 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 yeah, we're not pity potting or, or bagging like or that. something. We're just saying this is the fact. No, it's just like, you know, anything you can do. Cause I, I always see, like, I always look at the downloads. I always look at the, the views on things. And, you know, there's times where I've released an episode and it gets a couple of thousand downloads. Mm. And like the interaction is like, close to zero yeah no i've seen the same thing and i'm like you know i just if people can jump on it takes what like 15 seconds to hit five stars or even if it is one star even if you didn't enjoy (laughs) it or you disagreed leave some sort of no don't do that we have enough of that just kidding (laughs) you know something like that even the interaction can because that can be the difference between putting us at the top of a podcast chart or maybe getting offered a sponsorship with a company or the social media getting boosted up, which opens more doors. I feel like, like there's a, a chick I followed for years on Instagram who just like posted about horror movies and collectibles and shit like that. And she had a couple of thousand followers, whatever she made a TikTok account and now has got like a massive following. Yep. And like her, her videos are getting like a million views. Uh, a video mm-hmm. and like she's getting reached out to by yeah like she has fifty nine and a half thousand uh followers on TikTok and like Studio Canal have reached out to her all these like well, big yeah. companies. That's what I'm saying there's a possibility like we have twenty I between my two accounts I have like sixty thousand followers. Like I, I have thirty thousand followers on my Raptilian account, which is just for people that click instantly like oh, I like what this guy has to say or a lot of the stuff I'm promoting through Stranger Podcast. Twenty four thousand followers on TikTok. Now I always say if we could push that towards the show and we could funnel those numbers into people actually listening, participating, commenting, leaving a rate and review, all that type of stuff. It would greatly help the show. We're not like everybody else. I don't go actively out and, and get this guy in the show and that guy in the show or this important person or that we kind of keep it, our family small. That's the whole point of why I do this thing. I don't do it like everybody else does it where they interview a bunch of different podcasters and they're able to kind of spread their message out through that way. I purposely keep my family small and keep it consistent because I value the people I have on. I consider them actual friends and stuff like that. So to end that little spiel, because I I don't, we've never really said this on the show and I'm sure this episode will get traction because of the content that it is because people are fascinated by this film is like, hey, 
we don't we do this for the love of it and because we know that there we we there's people out there that enjoy this but it it only takes a little you know from like that movie waiting you know shenanigans it only takes a fucking little a little goes a long way you know a, a long long way like and and it is it's tough sometimes i think people don't realize like even take away even the financial aspect yeah. of it there's times where like you know you pour your heart and soul into something and you know like if you look at something and it's got two thousand downloads five thousand downloads and you get one comment yeah i've seen on youtube motherfuckers give me a like and a comment i'll see like it'll be like a video like 200 views or some shit like that which is nice for us i know there's people get thousands like one show they want me episode me and one did got thousands of views and stuff like that and he has a good community where they're commenting and liking but there'll be people like even a video that has there's been like a hundred people that see it and there's like five likes so like it, it goes a long way if you guys actually helping us out and and sharing it and i always tell it to people is like share it far and wide with your mother your brother your sister your mother whoever the fuck it is and uh you know get strange brew and class Horrorcast out there because we're a connected brand technically now and if we do get backing and funded and sponsored there will be so much more things and content to to bring to the table and to have you guys really enjoy and and obviously maybe one day even produce like a film short film or a f- actual full feature film stuff like that i there's works so and I we, and I I like that Aaron brought this up because we don't talk about this often. I don't do ads. I spend too much time working on the show to be looking out for ads and shit like that. Um, I I've tried before, but because I I'm the only person editing and doing everything on my end, I don't have the time to actively look for fucking ad companies because I can do it and it would we could do it, but we I choose not to because I'm so busy with the show. And you're getting everything for free. So the best thing you do is leave, like rate and review, buy some merch one time, share our fucking share the show. Yeah. Yeah, like and and it does all, all that stuff that Tom just said there, it does help you may think that like, oh well just my one like or my one review on Apple Podcasts won't do anything. So much so that I went on a a, a pretty heavy campaign for a couple of weeks uh some time ago on leaving yeah. reviews and ratings and stuff on on apple and this will tell you how uh much it can affect the show now as quickly as this mm-hmm. happened obviously i couldn't keep the momentum and everybody just got bored of it after a while but so much so that i was beating the likes of um john stewart and his podcast mm-hmm. uh steve-o yeah i even got a message from steve on instagram really because I had surpassed him in the top 10 highest podcasts on Apple Podcasts. And, like, that's not, like... But for me at the time, I was like, this is the kind of stuff that, like, should kind of be happening on a consistent yeah. basis for our shows because I feel like that they're at that level now where if you if we could make the interaction with the people who consume it higher, that you would yeah. be in those places more regularly. Yeah. Because I know that the audience is there. That's the I know thing. the like, audience know is there. I know that listening. everyone doesn't like everything we do at Strange Podcast. And uh, but the thing is, we do a show where we have very different opinions on stuff. Like, you know what I mean? One of my co-hosts is gay. Uh, you know, which is a big diverse thing today in progressive and stuff. But I never cared about 
like what that was all about. It's just I liked him as a person. You know what I mean? So like it yeah. even like we had we've had so many different different people like billy billy's a skeptical dude that works all the time and likes to drink beer doesn't look into conspiracies at all but he adds this thing to the show which people love because he's different because he questions things in 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 a way which now i'm turning i'm molding him into a conspiracy theorist but like i truly believe we are much different even now with the connection of first class horror than any other shows out there and i think the more people push it like we have thousands of people on spotify now like we're reaching, um, you know, thousands of followers. We have like the f- fifty, something like fifty to sixty thousand people have started our show, at least clicked and started an episode, which is wild, right? So like, we have the possibility to brand to make a brand out of this and reach more people. And if people like tuned out by now, sorry for the spiel, but like this is not free for us, and we do this out of the love and passion for it. And I know the fan base is out there; I can see it. Um, so any support you guys can give is very appreciated. Here, I love here. you guys, and I, I know it's uh, we never do this. So one time we're gonna do this. I know, yeah. I don't even know to be honest with you. What it was just a natural thing. I didn't even think yeah. about it. It wasn't something I actively sat here and goes, "Oh, I'm gonna say this at yeah. the end." It just kind of came out. Um, I don't mean this like to sound in a negative no. way, like we're. Like I'm giving out or I'm I'm being like negative about anything. It's just I think more to kind of peel back the veil a little bit and be like, look, this is something we love doing. This is something we want to do. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you could take 10, 15 seconds to even, even if you can't, you know, even if you haven't got the money to buy a shirt or you haven't got the money to go on Patreon or whatever, just even those constant shares, likes, comments, anything. Yeah, I know. Sharing it, and and I I truly mean that is because, like, there was times where I thought about, like, not doing this anymore because I didn't know if I could consciously, like, keep up with everything because... On Strange Bruce side, I do like fucking everything well and actually doing fun clips and shit for first class horror to promote things and make sure that they're running well. And because I like doing that stuff, I'm creative. I like adding little clips and, and getting people drawn to what we're talking about. Um, but like I do this all on my own. You know, Anton does do research and stuff like that. But Billy goes in blind, doesn't he he adds all he needs to do is add himself to the show, it's fine. Um, because without him, I don't know what Stranger Podcast would be. But I'll end that there. Anything really does help, and I really do appreciate the fans. I do this all on my own while working a full-time job, you know, soon having a wife and then a kid, and Aaron is kind of doing the same thing. So, you know, we really appreciate anything. And I do like that. Technically, right, we're talking about Wizard of Oz. We're peeling back the curtain just a bit. You know what I mean? We're, we're the guy behind the curtain saying, like, hey, this we're showing our, our bills and how much work we put into it. You're, like, opening the curtain. You're like, Jesus Christ. It's like, yeah, this takes a lot of work. Yeah, you're just peeling back your foreskin. Luckily, I'm cut. Unlike, shout out the, uh, the we put up the, the episode about the goal or claim, which I really wanted you to come on uh, for the inbred family in Nova Scotia. But there's more inbred families out there. There's a Whitaker clan me and you will cover, uh, I think, in the future with, with, uh, with Billy. Um, and like the, there's the, blue, the Kentucky blue people. But um, in the, <laughs> the episode got off the rails a bit. And Billy's like, just throw the whole thing up on YouTube. It'll be Billy's uncut version. I'm like, yes. We will do that for you, Billy. We'll make the smegma come. 
<laughs> okay, everybody love everybody. Um, you know where to find us, obviously, www.strangerpodcast.com. Aaron, shout your stuff um, before we finally end this after our spiel. Yeah, um, classhorrorcast.com and first class horror on social media. Stranger Podcast. We need, to, we need to build up that Instagram now after we were banned. So. The Raptilian. Uh, everybody love everybody. And uh, Adita saying Tom Thompson. Anti everything. white supremacists when at the end of this you'll face the chaos that you've caused i'll show you what a true menace is when i die defending the kids that you fucking brainwashed the pain you've caused for profit will not be forgotten killing in the name of god is the problem just like you are Taking that needle at all.